I guess we can imagine and sympathise with those relatives of Jesus because this is the beginning of his ministry, the early stage of his ministry, and he's been curing people and preaching and great crowds have been gathering. And of course, they're starting to trample on him and his disciples. And it's very difficult to keep things nice and smooth. And I don't know about you parents, but I belong to the Dominican order over at Sam Campbell. And if one of our young friars got into such a lather, we'd say, he's not ready to do this. We'd better go out and sort things out. So we'd go out and take him out of it and we'd sort things out and get it all in order and say, now, lad, you can go in and you do it this way, this way, this way, because you're young and you're not experienced enough. Is that what happened to Jesus, you see? They came and said, look, he's just a kid. He's just beginning his mission. We'd better go in and try and sort things out. So they take him out of it and try to give him a rest. And, of course, that's a mistake. After all, remember, in the Gospel earlier on, when he goes missing and his parents find him in the temple and they say, where were you, son? What were you doing? He says, don't you know I must be about my father's business? He was just 12. And today we celebrate a martyr, the great Agnes of Rome, and she lived from about 291 to 304. She was 12 or 13 when she died. And she died a martyr. And she was apparently a very beautiful young woman. And at the age of 12 and 13, of course, she was in a noble family. And there were various suitors who were keen to court her and have her hand in marriage. And when she was not interested in this, refused to do this, and proclaimed that she was called to be a virgin, follower of Jesus, they became angry at this. And a couple of them dobbed her in to the Romans as a follower of that religion, Christianity. And she became persecuted and suffered all sorts of horrible persecutions. If you read her life, scholars say, well, a lot of, some of it could be legendary, but certainly she suffered extraordinary persecutions associated with great miracles. When they went to burn her at one stage, the flame wouldn't light. Maybe it was just bad candles, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> she survived that. And eventually, eventually, one of the executioners, the only way he could get rid of her was to cut her head off. <coughs> So that's the great St Agnes, and she's venerated as one of the great martyrs of the early Church of Rome, and she's in the first Eucharistic prayer, one of the saints who is listed there and honoured in particular. So it goes to show, you see, that uh, it doesn't matter what age you're at. God can work in us at any age, from our early age right through to our last gasp. The presence of God as a saving, powerful, gracing presence is there. And Jesus in his own ministry testifies to that. And St Agnes, of course, as a girl, a young girl, testifies to that. And, of course, that links up with the letter to the Hebrews. The letter to the Hebrews proclaims that, of course, the priests were there to make reparation for the sins of themselves and the people. And they went into the inner sanctuary and did the rituals and that sort of thing. And now, he says, we have the priest who has gone into the ultimate final sanctuary the one who can take away all our sins, and that is Christ the Lord. And so Jesus is the one who perfectly fulfills the mission of repentance, forgiveness, and healing. And that means all of Jesus' disciples participate in his mission of repentance, healing, themselves first, and then, of course, others who they love, who they serve, and whom they pray for. And as the Gospel points out, and as Agnes's life points out, this begins from your baptism and continues on till your end of your life here on earth and of course goes on even more, even more, if you like, powerfully and finally when you're in heaven. After all, 
I believe my mum and dad and my brother, who are in heaven, they're not just resting in peace. I don't particularly like that term. I think when you die and go to heaven, you're flat out. You're working very busily for your friends and rallies here on earth. So mum and dad, keep up the good work. And Kevin, keep up the good work, as I'm sure your relatives and friends are doing for all of you. <laughs>